Doing well. Carson Wentz out in Philly. Everyone seems so much more excited in town than they usually are. Got Simmons, Embiid, and Sarr coming over. This is the best the country's or the city's felt in so long. And now just the election's coming on, and I feel like everything's just going to crash and go back to normal and being horrible. I'm riding too high right now. Got to be even Stevens. It's going to even out, I feel like, at some point. Yeah, got to be even Steven. Shout out Shia LaBeouf. And, uh... Yeah, it's uh it's an interesting time because the season feels very exciting right now. It's one of our more exciting training camps. It's still unreal seeing Dario in a Sixers jersey and um seeing him be a week away from playing as we record this and uh like Simmons is is the number one pick and you know, he's he's one of the the not even top stories right now <laughs> with the team. So, it's pretty incredible, but at the same time, we have something looming, and it is the big trade that we've been waiting for since June twenty fifth, uh, twenty fifteen, and uh, we are really, really hoping for a pin to drop with uh, a Jalil trade, which seems a lot less likely, or a Nerlens trade, which is increasingly seeming more likely each day. Yeah, I think I think Nerlens is the trade that's going to happen. Not necessarily because I want it to happen. Obviously, everyone knows our preference by now. We like Noel's rim protection. We think that's the most important thing you can look for in a center in the modern NBA. Works well as a lot as a role, as a pick and roll lob guy. Just don't really, just not really high on job. But it seems like uh, Noel's comments this week, the way Okafor has been around the team all summer, Noel has, an, and even simple things like Noel wearing an NBA Players Association T-shirt yesterday, being the only player at Sixers Media Day without actually wearing any sort of Sixers apparel, I think that's pretty apparent that he wants to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, he had an, uh, an MBPA shirt on, as you said, but I, I at first thought he was wearing a black shirt that just said BPA, which would have been hilarious. Oh my god, that would have been great. What a troll move. That would have been, would have been one that. hell of a protest. Yeah. That would have been incredible. And uh, yeah, it's just a funny situation. I, I tweeted a little something about it, but... um. It was, uh, I think uh, Pompey had that article back in uh, before the draft about uh, Colangelo not being afraid to make big moves, like, oh, finally, which was, uh, I, we all thought was kind of a weird take because, if anything, at least Hinky made a lot of bold, big trades. Yeah. And uh, it seems like Colangelo, we don't know what the situation is, but. He hasn't been able to get one done. I think he's kind of in a tough situation here. I mean, he's a guy who has a good history of drafting, I think, uh, between his time in Toronto and Phoenix, but not necessarily making trade transactions. So I think that's something yeah. to be a little bit weary of. Uh, as we see, this will be his first really big test. I think he knocked the offseason out of the park so far with the free agent signings and obviously the draft we were super high on. But this move, whether it be Noel or Okafor getting dealt, and the possible return can really is really going to shape the team for the next few seasons. Yeah, and you you look at um as far as value goes, I can I I think Ja is a horrible fit with Simmons. I thought when we drafted him, Ja would be gone that night. I mean, as far as being kind of a, a ball dominant 
big who's not really much of an outside shooter, I don't see how they're going to be a good fit at all. I remember during summer league, uh, Simmons dropping the ball off to Rashawn Holmes, and Holmes is a fantastic finisher, and he's gotten a lot better. People were saying, oh, imagine that being Ja, he's going to clean up. And I was just thinking, like, Ja's not going to be there. He's going to be halfway also, ja down, really the, halfway down good, the court. A quick twitch player where you're going to throw him a quick you know, lob right by the basket. I feel like the yeah. player they're thinking Ja is around the basket right there. Not necessarily a player that's setting up and doing some post moves, which Ja is obviously better at than New Orleans, but if you want Simmons roll, like rolling to the basket, um, throwing a lob in your own, that seems a lot more effective than a, like a quick behind the back pass to Okafor, where he's going to like reset up, repost up, and then try to make a move, which he's pretty good at, but not necessarily the style exactly. that fits best. I I think if if the court ne- if uh, the play needs to be slowed down and and Jaws operating down low and Simmons is kind of moving around on the perimeter and it kind of stagnates, picturing kind of what happened last year. I, I just think it could be a disaster. And and at this point, I know we're probably going to not get great value for either of the bigs. But at this point, it's all I care about is Embiid, who, yeah, I mean, he's obviously not a sure thing with health questions. But as far as Simmons, he's he's our one sure superstar potential guy. And I, you want him to be in the best situation possible. So you have to um, take bad value on, on a jaw trade or, or a neurons trade. It, it seems... You know, a lot. There are bigger things at stake than than just that. So, if you're running this team, before we get to the exact trades, how do you handle it? Do you trade Ja now and Nerlens later? Do you trade Nerlens now, Ja later? Do you trade both now? Uh, do you hold on to both? What's your What's your plan? Well, I've thought about it a lot. Yeah, I think. I mean. It's clear that the both of us want to trade Ja, but I think we've hashed it out a bunch of times, and it seems much more likely that Nerlens is the guy that's going to be dealt. So I'm going to look at it from that perspective. I would be looking to deal Nerlens now, because I think, you know, as he gets in there, he starts playing the four more next to both Embiid and Okafor. His rim protection numbers and defensive numbers are going to suffer. So it's not like he's. It's not really going to be maximizing you playing him much this year. I'm looking back at previous returns. Uh, I think maybe Jake Pavorsky or Wesley Sherman just pointed to me the other day that. You know, they could maybe hold on to him by February near the deadline, and a contending team, maybe due to an injury or something else, wants to trade a first-rounder for Noel and you deal him then. But I feel like that that deal could be on the table now already. I mean, look at the return. It's not like you're going to get a pick and a player. Uh, I think it was two years ago the the Cavaliers traded for Mozgov as a run protector near the deadline, and they just got a a heavily protected first-rounder for him. So it wasn't like they were... No, they they traded two firsts, Yeah, two firsts? Okay. Yeah, it was two firsts, and then and then one of them actually got rerouted over here. Okay. In the uh, in the Javal McGee uh, salary dump. Okay. Um, but I don't know if that deal is necessarily going to be available. It's not like like look at the Eagles situation really quickly. Like the Teddy Bridgewater injury is a freak injury. You can't really bank on yeah. something like that happen, and all the yeah. you know cards falling into place after that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's best for the team to sort of make the decision now, go into the season with your guys. Get your rotation set up so you're not resetting up later in the year and trying to figure things out later. Just try to get the guys, you know, the best guys on the floor now and start getting building their chemistry, whether it be Okafor or Noel in there. Yeah, I think uh I think it yeah, it would be fantastic to have, have a desperate team and maybe there's some sort of injury in training camp or in the preseason. Right now there's no team that desperately needs a big. I mean I, I guess we'd say the team that maybe needs one the most would be Houston. 
But, I mean, Clint Capella, it seems like they have a lot of faith in him. I, I think he's looked good so far. You know, the, and, uh, the, the Netherlands for Decker and Beverly trade is one that we're super high on. Uh, we talked yeah. about it all summer. Zach Harper um, from CBS Sports wrote an article a week or two ago mentioning that as a possible trade destination and something that seems like it would work well for both teams. And I think that might be my ideal Netherlands trade at this point. Uh, Half is the ideal point guard you want next to Ben Simmons. Great defender, can catch and shoot guy, doesn't need the ball in his hands, good three point shooter. Let Van handle the rock. Have Pat Bad move around the perimeter, solid team overall. Plus, you got yeah. you're betting on you know maybe a lottery ticket of sort of Decker and see if he can turn himself into maybe a stretch four or a nice three and D player down the line. Give him some minutes of the eighty seveners at the start of the year and then go from there. Absolutely, yeah. We and we'll get into some of the traits that we thought of later, but we were definitely targeting a lot of uh, those kind of players who can. We do have some off ball point guards or one and Jared Bayless and. Uh, that's a pretty nice fit with Simmons on one side of the floor, but definitely looking for guys who who can uh, be a great fit on both ends. So we don't really have anyone who can who can guard point guards so far, and that's that's concerning. So, so those were the kind of guys we were targeting. But yeah, I I'd say, uh, how I would handle it is I I don't think you know either any of the bigs value is is going to go up at, if they all go into the season like this. So I think you have to trade one now and then hope to build the others up throughout the season. And I think that you can afford more to build up Jaws throughout the season because he has more years on his contract. Where if you trade Jaw now and try and build up Neuron's value, and you're only costing them, they're only costing themselves and, more money by maximizing Neuron's value throughout the year. Yeah, yeah, he has, and he's just you know has uh, it's kind of a a, a a clicking time bomb where. In next summer, you could potentially lose him for nothing because I don't think that they're going to be willing to match any offer that could stern at him. So I would I would move on from Nolans now. Uh, just accept like that you're going to have to take you know pennies on the dollar and then hope that you can uh, build up Jalil's value somehow, especially on nights where Embiid is on a minute restriction or Embiid is sitting a back to back. But overall, it's still going to be a tough fit. You have Holmes, who's you know very deserving of minutes. Even Colangelo said something about that yesterday. He's he's had a great summer. Yeah, it was. And then you have guys like it's okay that we can move nuns. We have Rashawn, which is, you know, I don't think they're in the same ballpark necessarily yet, especially the way Nuns is as a defensive player. But I think it just goes to show there is a lot of depth in the center position, and there are guys that take Nuns minutes, if not not necessarily that they're going to do as well as him, but there are guys out there to fall in line. Definitely, and. uh... I uh, also look at guys like Covington, who should be playing primarily stretch four, and Jeremy Grant, who has no business being at the three. I could see a situation in which he he's guarding threes. Yeah, if he was out the there with Dario like, and he's guarding threes and Dario's guarding he's fours got, and reversed offensively, but that's he's not a three. In the yeah, NBA, man. Or, or or a situation where um, Simmons is guarding fours and Jeremy's guarding threes, and then when Simmons runs the point on offense, Jeremy slides down a kind of a kind of a four roll. Yeah, I, I think when 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 Simmons is uh, you have more leeway with stuff like that when when Simmons is in the game because plus uh, I think kind of bump but bump everyone down a spot a spot on offense once Simmons moves to the point, but it, it's gonna be a like it it could we could have some really really ugly lineups like last year's Okafor, Nerlens, Jeremy Grant front court was. 
unbelievably it's, trash. Especially defensively. And I don't, I don't even think that, that maximizes Jeremy's defensive potential because he's done so well as a no. shot blocker and rim protector. He's better at the yes. four defensively, too. I think he can do okay maybe at the three. But he's, again, another player that's better at the four than the three. Yeah. And and especially, yeah, defensively he's better at the four. And offensively, he he just has no business being at the three. Yeah, only only on this team would that ever even be a scenario. And it's it, it's horrible. So... I just I don't want to see any of that. I I if I think if they uh hold on to all these bigs for a while, I like I think the season could could be a disaster. Like it could be it could be like a 17 win season, like a like a season that we had 2 years ago. Yeah. And I honestly like like we're well aware that they're going to be bad again, but I I think a lot of uh a lot of casual fans would be in for a surprise. Yeah, I think people are assuming that they might be able to contend for the eighth seed, which seems super absurd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you see a lot of flashy names come over, and you get excited, and uh, even the win total. I mean, it's got fun, that. but you gotta, you know, it's fun relatively to what we've seen the last three or four years. Yeah, definitely. It's and it's gonna be a fun team, and I I, I hope that it's even more fun if there's if there's some some roster balance but right now it just doesn't seem like a, a basketball team that i can picture on the floor kind of making sense so i hope i hope something get done and it's it just funny because there was all the talk about colangelo when he first came here saying you know, i talked to coach i'm going to get him some roster balance uh he hasn't had any any real balance to work with and uh we're gonna have great relationships with players and here we are with a bunch of players who, and obviously it's not all entirely his fault, but a lot of players who play the same position and one's openly disgruntled, Jaws maybe, you know, internally disgruntled and just trying to be, uh, trying to handle it well because he knows, you know, he's got more years on the contract, but it, it's, it's, a, it's a tough situation, but we, we can get to the, we can get to the trades now. Okay, let's scroll down and see that the first trade, uh, uh, suggestion I have is A.B. Bradley for Nerns Noel. It works in the trade machine. I do that deal. I think the Sixers do that deal. Um, I'm not too sure if the Celtics do that deal because it just seems like Danny Ainge is someone who tends to over-rally his players for better or for worse. Um, but the, the yeah. selection of Jalen Brown with the third pick in the draft might ease the burden on losing A.B. Bradley to the Celtics knowing that they have another guy who should be a good defender can maybe turn to a decent three-point shooter as well to slide him on the wing next to Jay Crowder and sort of mitigate the loss of Bradley plus the addition of Noel on that side, I think they could have it, maybe the best defense in the league with Marcus Smart, Jay Crowder, and him on the team as well as Al Horford. Yeah, I look at that. Uh, I look at that Celtics roster, and they've been a team that we've been linked to a lot as far as their their lack of bigs and their glut of guards. Like very underrated, they're going to have to cut one of uh, R.J. Hunter or James Young. James Young was just. He was a guy a lot of people actually wanted at 10 a few years ago. We weren't very high on him, but um, one of those guys, since one of their recent first-round picks is going like to have to cut. Hunter. They just have so many. Yeah, I, I still like RJ Hunter too, so I, I think they're probably going to cut James Young, and I don't know if if uh, who takes a flyer on him. I'm sure he'll get scooped up off the waiver wire, but uh, it's, it's an interesting situation. They do have a, a, a glut of guards, and uh, Avery Bradley is a, is a guy like the one we were talking about. He can guard the opposing team's point guard and he can on offense play off ball hit open threes and definitely a guy I'd be interested in um I don't think the Celtics make that trade 
I think, you know, they, they have Horford now. They're not as desperate for a, a rim protector as they once were. Yeah, if this, if this also, was a, a draft night trade, it might have been more realistic than it is now. Yep. Yeah. And I that, that's why I'm kind of upset that we didn't make moves back then. But, yeah, it, you know, uh, I think they're they're probably very high on Avery Bradley, and rightfully so. I think he's he's a pretty underrated player, and they definitely know that, you know, more than more than anyone else would. So I, I, would, I would think they don't do that trade. Okay, up for the next trade, we have Gary Harris for Nerlens Noel. I do that trade. I don't think Denver does that trade. They have uh, Nikola Jokic, who seems to be their you know stud of the future. I think he's a future All Star player. Uh, you know he play the four a little bit offensively, and I don't think we're t- entirely sure as how is he is how he is as a rim protector yet. But they do have a glut of bigs as well. They have uh, Nurkic as well, and they also just drafted uh, Hernan Gomez in the draft. So I don't think they're really looking for another big man as much as I think Gary Harris would be a nice player to pick up. Uh, a guy a lot of people looked at as a potential pick for the Sixers two years ago in the draft at number 10. Uh, struggled his first year as a rookie, improved a little bit last year. I would like him. I would like to do this trade, but I just don't see Denver doing it either. They have a starting center for for years to come in Jokic. And I, yeah, I, I would make that trade. I don't see them making that trade. I mean, yeah, Harris is 22, shot 35% from three last year. I think he's a good defender. Uh, as a guy, I would take you know a flyer on this type of deal. That's sort of uh, your guy for my guy here. But I just don't see Denver doing it at all. It's, I think it's even less realistic than the Celtics-Bradley for Noel trade. Well, well, hold on. I mean, l- let's step back. So we're, we're saying... I think you look at the the Nuggets. They have a lot of power forwards. You know, I, Nurkic is a Nurkic is more of a center. I think, but I think Jokic is ideally a center, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you, all right. So you think Nurkic is is definitely a, a four? Offensively, I mean, a, 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 a five. Yeah, a five. I think they played him a lot as a five last year. Um, I think he's definitely a five. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So then they definitely have. Have their, they their have two fives and they have yeah Juan Hernan Gomez because they have because they have Fareed still they have yeah. Gallo and Chandler who guys that could play small ball for a little bit how about yeah I don't know I was gonna say how about for Will Barton but it's the same deal um, well 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 because I was thinking you know like Gary Harris it's not like he's their starting two so it's not like they're they're they they'd be needing to acquire us yeah because uh, you know they'll probably roll with Moutier and Jamal Murray. You know, maybe and they yeah, see him as a bit of a four. They think they could well, fix New Orleans offensively, but I just um, they're gonna have to pay him after this year, and I don't see them necessarily yeah. wanting to commit that much money to their front court, knowing they have to pay Jokic definitely, and then likely Nurkic and Gallo in two years. Yeah, yeah, and I think they're they've been trying. Zach Lowe said they're really trying to get rid of that Freed contract. Um, I don't know who would be a. Um, I mean, I'm not going to take it on just to make Gary Harris. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, all in all, like, Neurons is just so much of a, a better player than, than Gary Harris. I, I, and I, it's crazy because that's a situation the Nuggets might even not do, but I think that'd be a really tough pill to swallow. I mean, Gary Harris, has an, he, he's a shooter who hasn't even shot that well so far. Neurons has really proven uh, what he can do and what his, his strength, what his bread and butter is in the league. So it's that that'd be a tough pill to swallow for me. I would do it, but um, it's just crazy because yeah, I don't even think the Nuggets would would make that trade mostly because of their their big situation. But All right, what's for the, next, the next one? Next trade we have: Nerlens and the Lakers pick for Devin Booker. 
Uh, Kentucky boy for Kentucky boy swap here, but there, I don't think there's any way Phoenix does this trade. Uh, I think they nah. see Booker <laughs> as their like their cornerstone of the future. I obviously do it. I think Booker goes number three in a redraft from last year after Porzingis and Cat, obviously. Um, yep. the, the Sixers jump all over this deal. There's no way Phoenix does it. Yeah, no way. I do think a uh, now in the Pompeii article, it said the Sixers have been talking to the Suns about a New Orleans trade. I don't know if that was before the draft or not. They would have been a great candidate because they obviously have a have a an odd man out at the guard spot with Bledsoe Knight and. Well, they uh, just Boyer. drafted two bigs. And then they drafted Bender and Chris, which was you know an incredible draft night haul. The way they kind of oh, I think that was a great move by them. But there's just no reason to deal any of those guys for New Orleans. I'd rather keep that core exactly. intact. I like those two guys as your front core of the future, as well as Booker at the three, and then going from there. I don't think they really need to do this trade or like another trade. Someone suggested was for Brandon Knight. I would do that trade again. It's just not a trade I see them going out of their way to do, especially since they have Alex Lynn on the roster already. They have to see if they want to, you know. He's in the same draft as New Orleans. They have to see if they want to pay him next year. They still have Tyson Chandler's contract. It just doesn't seem like they really need another big man out there. Yeah. Yeah, They. I mean, unless they really view Bender as a long-term project and want to get, get New Orleans in there now, maybe next to Chris. I mean, if, uh, if you're I'm grabbing assuming... both of those guys, I feel like you're being patient, though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that uh, the report of them... Uh, Pompey reporting that they talked to Suns was before that. Yeah, but Booker, I, I think, is definitely... I mean, Booker's 6'6", 205. I, I think he's he's definitely going to be, you know, guarding uh, guarding two guards. I uh, I think I think that a Nerlens for for Brandon Knight trade might be a little more a little more likely. It's more realistic than the Booker trade, sure. Yeah. Uh, it, I feel like Knight is a guy who can he's he's been disappointing in the past year. He hasn't been as good as he was on the Bucks, but he uh he's kind of a guy who can play off ball. Yeah, he's a guy that fits with Ben Simmons definitely. Yeah. Yep. So next trade. That was that was that was the dream trade. Nerlens and Lakers pick for Booker. Alright, we have a three teamer right here. Maryland's to Minnesota, Rubio to Utah, and Exum to Philly to be reunited with Ben Simmons. This one's this one's intriguing. It's intriguing. This one's the I. I'm trying to think from from all teams. I mean, I would definitely do it. I'm trying to think of. Uh, I know Minnesota. Minnesota would do it. I think Minnesota I'm does it. Sure. Yeah, Minnesota. They have. I think they want to start the with the Dunn and Levine. Uh, backcourt, and then have Wiggins, Towns, and uh, and Nerlens. I think Thibodeau would be all over that. And I know Sixers were talking to the Wolves about a trade on draft night. Yeah, and isn't isn't Exum the like isn't Rubio the player you hope Exum becomes to a certain degree a good a great passer, uh, a guy who's maybe a top the best defensive point guard in the league. And you know he doesn't Rubio doesn't have a shot yet. Neither does Exum, but you're hoping Exum shoots better than Rubio eventually. So I feel like. You know, they have George Hill on the team they just traded for, but he only has one year left in his deal. Uh, they might just yeah. let him, leave him for the playoff push, maybe play him off the ball a little bit. But having Rubio in there, I think, is a fantastic move for them, especially for where their core yeah. is now, the age of their core going forward with Favors and Gobert. Yeah, I think and Rubio having And having really trading for Rubio allows them not to have to pay George Hill this offseason when they're going to need to uh, sign Gobert. 
Exactly, that's a win. I, I think they're gonna need to. Uh, they're gonna really love Rubio and that you know that Utah culture. Yeah, team first. Uh, I mean, uh, it'll, team it'll first, re- defense first. Yeah, that'll really help with their defensive identity and. Uh, yeah, it's kind of just like fast-forwarding. Yeah, it's fast-forwarding the Exum process for them. And, yeah, Exum on the Sixers, I, I don't have the numbers up, but I think he's a better spot-up shooter uh, than than one would think. I, I don't think he's ever going to be a guy who can create his own shot. But I, he shot, I think like, 31% he's, uh, as a rookie. Obviously missed all of last season. So yeah, he's not, like, he's not like Carter Williams broken. I, no, I he shot 31.4% on 3.2 attempts per game. I think he can shoot. I think he'd become a 34% three-point shooter. Yeah. Which you take. And I, for how athletic he is, how good he be on defense, working as a cutter. Again, yeah, a guy that definitely. might be able to work decently off the ball as a cutter, but guard his point guards offensively. If he gets a shot, you never know what happens then. Definitely. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think he's a guy either who, who 100% needs the ball in his hands all the time. I don't, I don't see him as much of like a... Uh, like uh, uh, Emmanuel Moutier type, who really yeah. is just just a playmaker, uh, court court general. Like I need, the, I think Exum is 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 a fun kind of run the floor, guard guard the uh, opposing team's best guard, and uh, and kind of spot up, cut to the basket. I think he could be a really good fit. I think that'd be fun. Forever Sixer Dante Exum. Absolutely. Um, okay, next trade is. Someone says jaw to the Pelicans for their first, and Hamilton or Galloway. I mean, if you just want to substitute Nerlens in there, we can do that as well. Obviously, I do it for Jaw. Uh, I don't know if I do it for Nerlens. Uh, also, Langston Galloway can't be traded yet, so there's that. Yes. Um, so this trade doesn't even really work. But theoretically, I, I would trade Jaw for a, the Nerlens, the New Orleans' first rounder. I'm assuming it's going to be a lottery pick this year. Um, I don't see them making the playoffs in the stacked West. Do you? Uh, no, I uh, I do not see them making the playoffs. So it's a lottery um, pick for. Just say it's a top. Yeah, top five protected pick. Yeah, I mean they've retooled with a lot of young players. Uh, yeah. they're kind of realizing what they need to do for the first time. Yeah. Um, the timeline's obviously still. The the team's still weird, and they're going to be bad. I mean, I, I think I, I do I'd it look for at, I, even I if you're getting for a top. Would you do it for top five protected first rounder from New Orleans? Yeah, because even, yeah. I would. Because even if you're getting the the eighth pick or ninth pick or anywhere in the lottery, and really, you're delaying compared to, the, compared the to, money to, in terms of when you're going to have to pay yes. that guy, too. You're pushing that yeah. down and, the line. And compared to last year's draft, I, that's uh, that's like having... like Last year, everyone was so ready to trade New Orleans or Jaw for the, the third or fourth pick. I mean, that that's probably the equivalent of what eighth or ninth will be next year. I mean, yeah. Next year's draft is just so stacked. And, and in reality, you it, could, you could sort, sort of find ourselves in Nerland's replacement if you were like wanted to it and say Jaw doesn't really work out this year and Embiid's the guy. You could find yourself a solid defense first backup center with that lottery pick next year if you wanted to and have that yeah. guy for four or five years. Definitely. Or it could give you trade up ammo with the Lakers pick or uh, exactly. Or or if you want to trade both those lottery picks for for an established player, you know, if we the Sixers are bringing in uh bringing in a guy with the first or second pick, and then you want to package the Lakers and Pelicans. Do you think, um, oh, here's a trade. Um, A big just redo button trade. Nerlens for Drew. I've thought about this. i thought about this a lot, and uh, I think it would be really funny. It's like like you got Dario for free, right? Yeah, you got Dario for free. (laughs) And I I, I think it'd be be a great trade. I think Drew is a 
would be a fantastic. Drew has it, one it year left on his fun. contract. He's been an injury played player, but again, he's a point guard. I think he could be a good defensive player. Again, a guy who doesn't necessarily need the ball in his hands. Uh, for a while in the Sixers, people have viewed him as more of a two than a one going forward, and I think get him the guard ones defensively, uh, spot up for Simmons or Dario has the ball. I think he's a good fit. I mean, he's a free agent at this year, so you'd have to consider paying him. But if he shows himself to be healthy this year, they could. I, I would sign him to a contract. I think. Definitely, he's he, and he's going through. I'm sure he would be comfortable. Uh, you know, I think he would. I think he would like to come back to and moving too. out here. Yeah, he's yeah. He started. And everyone that bought a, a my 2013 Drew All Star Game jersey, I can wear again. Absolutely, and I think, uh, I you know, he's going through a tough situation right now. So you I don't think, know if the Pelicans. Oh would, yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, you know, hopefully everything's so, you know, okay with his family. But yeah, definitely, and I I think I'm trying to think of how the Pelicans think of this, like. They We're don't want really to trying to yeah. I don't know if they make want a splash this season, and we could, you know, uh, have Nerlens at the five and Anthony at the four. Uh, I think they're committed they to playing Anthony at the four. So I think, and especially, yeah. I think they're more like they'd be likely to trade a pick too because they seem to really just want to get players on the floor now instead of waiting. So I could really exactly. see them trading. For, I could see Nerlens as a really good trade partner for either, you know, a lottery protected pick or Drew, uh, depending on how things work out with him personally. Yeah, well, exactly. I yeah, I could also I could also see them leaning towards like they, they I think they've been really great handling a situation, giving him uh, you know paid paid time off and away from the team, excusing him from from training camp and all that. So I, I don't know if they're gonna you know ship him off. I think that could potentially be a bad look for them. I mean, I think if but, they asked him for, they would sort of. I think they would sort of talk to him before the trade. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they'd handle it well. So, uh, yeah. I would definitely be a. I feel like a good, um, a good move for both teams, but that's interesting. Are Are there any more? Yeah, there's a couple more. Um, oh, we got a lot. Yeah, people were really into it. It seems everyone loves fake trades. Everyone loves fake trades. Uh, there's we've all. I I love them too. Uh, here is one is. Uh, Zach Levine, for Nerlens and Sauce. Um. I don't I, sure. It's pretty much it's pretty much Nerlens for exactly. So Nerlens for Levine. Uh, what is the point of Nick Stauskas being? I mean, team? I guess they're assuming he's like Levine, super super light, a lottery pick from that same year. Who hopes you could turn into a shooter at the three? Yeah, or the two, I should say. Um, the trade works in the trade machine. Uh, I think I do that trade. I don't see Minnesota doing that trade. They seem like they're really really high on Levine, and I think that might have been even something that was discussed. You know, during the draft last year or this past uh, this past summer, uh, when there were rumors of the Sixers talking to Minnesota about moving uh, Noel. Yeah, I I uh, I'm not very high on Levine. I I don't know where you stand on him. I, mean, I like obviously, him. He's fun. He's yeah. He's 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 definitely getting better. Oh, I think he took um, I took a huge step up last year. I think. Yeah. I'd, in a vacuum, I want to trade Nolan's friend, but at, at this point, I definitely would. And he uh, shot thirty nine percent on almost four attempts per game last year. Yeah, so so I, at this point, I would definitely uh, plus I would the definitely fun dunks. That trade. Dunks are fun. Yeah, dude. it would it would be really fun. Slide. You got yeah. Ben Simmons and Dario throwing him passes all around the court, and him taking those lobs up would be fun. And I think you know, I don't think he's actually a point guard in the NBA, but he might be a guy you could play at the point for times. With the Sixers, just because you don't even have the ball in his hands with Dario or Ben out there, and then you could also have him guard ones defensively, which I think he'd be pretty good Definitely. at. Definitely, I like this trade Definitely. a lot. I think Minnesota really, really likes him. 
So, yeah. so I mean, Minnesota kind of seems like they're going to be involved in whatever happens with us because they, they seem like they have a situation to figure out too. I mean, Dunn's a guy who wasn't even – he didn't even work out with them or uh, a few other teams because he, he feels like he can be a, a starting point guard. And, you know, he's, he's definitely older. He's like 22. And uh, I think they kind of have a situation to work out with what are they going to do with whether it be Levine, Rubio, or, or Dunn. Um. One trade I want to get out is one that you suggested. I, we still have some work from other people to get through, but it was Patty Mills and Danny Green for Nerlens and Jeremy. Love it. I think they legitimately think to do that trade. They see him as a guy that could play the five next to LMA and sort of replace Duncan defensively. And then you get Danny Green, a guy, two guys that Brett Brown knows pretty well. I'm sure there's a good rap report between the two teams. Uh, a guy that's a real nice three and D player to slide in there you know, and space the floor and how things out defensively. And then Patty Mills is a guy you could get a look at offensively as a point guard. The guy that can play the one right there with Simmons and, and Dario. And Jeremy is so Spurs. Very much so. He's a, he'll, he'll end up shooting 40% for his career if he goes to the Spurs, <laughs> obviously. I, uh, I, would, I would really love that trade, kind of for both sides. The exciting part for these Neurons trades for me is I, I'm really excited to – see him on a on a playoff team and in a good situation where he can do exactly what we saw him do in his rookie year, which was just play center, you know? Yeah. And uh I, I think that would be that would be a great fit for both teams. And uh it's said in once again in the Pompeii article that Sixers have been talking about the Spurs. So so that's where where I got the idea. And Patty Mills is one of those guys, kind of what we wanted Isaiah Cannon to be. Um but a, a guy who'd be a great fit uh with Simmons especially offensively, and, and Danny Green, 3 and D guy. I don't know how good the uh, the relationship is between the Sixers and the Spurs after uh, we fucked them with the Ginobili contract. Oh, and yeah, I, I think, forgot about that. See, and, and I think Mr. Popovich Brian is Clans, literally... Who supposedly has great relationships with other teams, really fucked the Spurs. Yeah, I, I think Popovich has literally called Jerry Colangelo a pile of trash. I'm sure. They, I don't think they get along, but... At the end of the day, I, th- that doesn't matter if it's a trade that works for both sides. And I, I think it does. This does work for both sides. So I that'd be cool too. if you get something done there. Oh, my God, dude. Neurons on the Spurs. I'd get, I'd I'd get so a Noel excited. Spurs jersey, I think. I would. I'm probably going to get a jersey, like, where whatever team he goes to. It's yeah, I love Celtics or Lakers. Yeah, we're going to be like... I'm going to be like Iguodala with him. I'm just going to root for him so hard. He's going to win finals MVP one day. I'm going to forever argue with, you know, uh, Sixers fans about him. Yeah. Um, a new one just came in. We have some other old ones to get to, but I really like this one is, uh, Netherlands to Toronto where Brian Colangelo obviously has connections to for Terrence Ross or DeLon Wright. I don't like DeLon Wright in that trade. Uh, he didn't really play a lot last year, but Terrence Ross is on a really good contract. He has three years, $31 million, which is pretty, you know, cheap in this, uh, economy of the NBA currently and shot 38.6% yep. on threes last year on 4.6 attempts per game. 24 years old, again, another player is a dunker. Could be fun running the court with Ben Simmons and Dario throwing a noobs. Yeah, Terrence Ross is uh, and kind of a weird They can look guy. at no Noel as a guy to replace Biombo since they lost him last year, who played really well from the playoffs. I think Nurens can have an even greater impact this year on that team. Yeah, I think there's. I think the, the Raptors, I mean, they have Jonas, but I think they want to replace Nurens in their Biombo role. Zach Lowe talked about it. Pompey talked about it. That, uh, I really like. Their, see, I think this is really realistic. This trade. Yeah, the, yeah. There's. I well, it said that. Um, it said that. Get yourself an OVO Noel Ross, jersey. 
<laughs> the someone go tell Noel to get the backwards. But some, no. I think uh, the Zach Lowe reports that the Raptors were offering Terrence Ross. I don't think I think the Sixers wanted more. Um, at this point, maybe well, they, they should revisit that. that. I think right about now. Yeah, Terrence Ross is someone who no one's really sure if he's. I if really like him coming into the draft in twenty twelve. Yeah. He had randomly a fifty one point game once, I think, or something like that. But yeah, he's he's you know he can just be a, a good three and D guy. Like he's he's not great on D's, good on D's, not uh you know f- fantastic three point shooter, but he's pretty good. I, he shot yeah 39 percent last year. Um, he shot almost forty percent a couple years ago, and yeah, at this point you probably just make that trade. I, I don't know if there if you could squeeze like a uh, Corey Joe or a uh, uh, Norman Powell out of. I think you can maybe get Norman Powell out of it. Yeah, because Norman Powell's he played well last. That, that's a fun player. He was great in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, and, and Corey Joe just seems like a just just a fun guy to have on the team. Definitely, especially like when he's when he's rolling, when he's, you know, running running with the backup unit and uh, good locker room guy. <laughs> good locker room guy. Um. Okay, the next trade someone suggested was Nerlens for Justin Anderson of the Mavericks in a first rounder. So just assume that's a top ten protected first rounder, I guess, because I, I can see the Mavericks wanting that kind of protection on it for Justin Anderson. Also, that deal doesn't necessarily work in the trade machine, so you need to probably take on the contract of either JJ Pereira, which has three years left on it, or Devin Harris, which has two years left on it. <laughs> uh, Devin Harris, I'll never forgive him for the uh, for the half court shot when he was on the Nets against the Sixers. I, I like um, Justin Anderson going in the draft, but I don't think I do this. I'm not sure if I do this or not. I mean, you get the yeah, first I don't, round. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think Justin Anderson's good. I mean, um, he, he only played in 55 games last year. He shot 80% from the line uh, and only 26% from three, which is admittedly a small sample size. Of yeah, only that, that is that is a sell low of, of all sell lows. Yeah, and I think honestly, that's, selling, like, that's selling too low for me for only probably a top 10 protected pick, I could say. But I think he's someone that, that, that fits really ha- well with Dallas. As a guy that could finally, they're 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 DeAndre Jordan that they missed out on last year. Well, they have. Would you think they would start him over? Uh, Bogut? Bogut. Yeah, or Mahimi. They signed Mahimi too, so that could add a, you know, some a problem to the equation. But I think, you know, they wouldn't mind trading for him and signing him. Bogut's only on a one-year deal. They're looking, yeah, someone to carry the torch going forward with Barnes and Logan Matthews. Yeah, I. Uh... I definitely see, you know, why the Mavericks would do that. Do the Mavericks have anyone else? <laughs> I really don't want Justin value. Anderson. Um, yeah, do they have anyone else? Like, I feel like they haven't made a. He's Justin Anderson's their only first round draft pick. They have made no like, like fun, like young players. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. I'm. I have to say no to that. I'm. I'm this yeah. is way too high on Nerlens for that. So. Here's one I like: is uh, Noel for Otto Porter. Noel gets reunited yes. with Kentucky friend Jean Wall. I love Otto Porter. <laughs> Otto Porter shot, I think, 38.6% on threes last year. Uh, three and D guy fits in with the team. Pretty simple trade, I think. Um, you know, I think he's a guy that Washington would look at as well. Uh, yeah, you know, as absolutely. They make their team. Yeah, as a... Uh, as a... Uh, I mean, they... Who's their starting center right now? Are they just rolling with Gortat? Yeah, I'm looking at the roster right now. But okay. I'm assuming they're rolling. And with I mean, Gortat, Gortat, I, like you don't know how much he has left in the tank. I think Nerlens would be. He has three really... years left on his deal. 
Um, but I'm not sure how much they're, you know, they're not all in on him, I don't think. Yeah. And I think yeah, having I think... Kelly Oubre there too might make Porter uh, expendable in their eyes. He's a guy. Those two are in the same draft, New Orleans and Porter, so they're both going to be restricted free agents after this year. Uh, financially, that trade makes sense since they both have to make a move after that. Um, you know, they have Marcus Morris there to play the four, but I think, you know, I don't see him, Gortat being there super long. And, you know, I think Gortat and New Orleans could sort of work together a little bit offensively, not super well. Yeah, they used bit. to run. They used to run Gortat and Nene out there together a lot. And I think, you know, I'd like to see him take down some lobs from John Wall, I'm sure. Yeah, that'd be great. And, uh, yeah, looking at Otto Porter's three-point percentage went up each year from uh, 19% hard working, hard working his year. In that horrible rookie year. And then yeah. up to 34% in the second year and 37 last year. Yeah. So I, I think he's I, he's he's got – he you know continues to get better after a really disappointing rookie season and then – um, I I think in a in a in a bigger role, he he could be good, and I he would probably be our. Uh, potentially would would fight for a, a starting spot at the small forward against yeah. Rocco and uh, and maybe Dario. Yeah. Um. Someone just suggested, Noel for Seth Curry in a Mavs first runner in a year or two. I guess assuming when they're less good, uh, Seth Curry isn't tradable right now. Um, so we really can't do that. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not. And again, the, the thing where I don't really like that, that trade, I really want. <laughs> We've could have we could have had Seth Curry just like we a million just got different him. times. You know what I mean? Just yeah. just off like yeah, he's, he's right, this, not like this is we could the have last, signed him this year. It's the last one I think is uh, Netherlands and the Lakers pick for Russell, D'Angelo Russell. That is. <sighs> um, I think. Uh, Signing Mozgov puts a, a wrench into that equation. Yeah, I, I do think, though, that eventually, we talked about this on our last spot, I, I think Russell's going to become their primary point guard with the ball in his hands. I think that makes Clarkson expendable. He doesn't have a... I don't think he's going to be a great off-ball fit. Well, I would trade no for Clarkson, Clarkson straight up. I don't, I want, I'd only add the Lakers pick for... For Russell, yeah. yeah, and I, I don't, I don't think Clarkson's available to trade until December. And I've always wondered if that's something maybe uh, they're holding on the to. Are, yeah, they're kind of holding on to because I, 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 think that the Lakers long term at center could really use one of a. But Russell offensively uh, would be really sweet. With oh, it would be fantastic. I, I, I think, I think they're they they're not going to trade him. For yeah, neither do I. He he looked so good in summer league. I don't think they're. Already moved that, but I look like I shit. <laughs> yeah, Russell towards the end of last year. I mean, even cut in such a bad situation last year, like towards the end of last year, and then in summer league, he he's really looked. Uh, he's really looked nice. Uh that's it for the trades. That went pretty well. Yeah, there were some there were some good ones in there. So now we're gonna we're gonna roll through all the ones I I sent you yesterday. We, we uh, went through all of them. I. Did we? Yeah, I added them. Ah, uh, a couple of okay, okay. We went through stuff. the okay. We did the we did the Rockets one. We did the Brandon Knight. We oh, we're did missing the, one. Um, the Raptors. The, we did the Spurs. Yeah. Oh, we're missing the three teamer. Um, this is uh, Nerlens to the Celtics, and you know Nerlens for Marcus Smart. Is, yeah. Why don't uh, Why don't we just cut Ben Mclemore out of the equation? Because if they're if they're wanting to give up Marcus Smart and get Noel in return, we should just get Marcus Smart over Mclemore. 
Okay, you would rather have Marcus Smart. Yeah, Anthony's proposed one was a three-teamer where the Sittles got Nerlens Noel, the Kings got Marcus Smart, the Sixers got Ben Macklemore. But I think I'd rather just cut the Kings out of that uh, deal and get Smart for Noel. Well, well, maybe there'd be picks involved. Oh, if there's picks involved, sure that could be part. I mean, of it. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really know though. But um, I would say just the way yeah, the, I, the I, it's, 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 it's the I reason I did that. Here. The reason I uh, did the trade like that is I was just thinking, I don't know how great of a fit Smart would be with this. I, I don't see him ever becoming Being a, great a good shooter. shooter. Yeah, and where where I could see Macklemore. Becoming a really good three and D guy if given a chance. I'll take another Kings flyer, even though Stauskas didn't work out. But uh, I overall, now that you're kind of saying, I mean, in a vacuum, I think Smart just such a better player than Macklemore, and he also has another uh, another year on his deal. So yeah, maybe I would just cut them out of the equation. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see Marcus Smart here. Yeah, very, very, very Sixers. Yeah. Very like 2013 14 Sixers would have been great, would have been great on that squad, yeah. But so, yeah, so that's everything. Um, I I just every day I wake up and like I got my Woj notifications on, it's just him plugging the podcast, but it, it's it's really driving me insane. Like, I really need something to happen soon. It's gonna be so bizarre watching this team in a week with like all of these, uh, with all of these bigs. Yeah, hopefully by the time people like are listening to this, there's a deal out already. Would love it. Would love it. Would ruin the. Would, would ruin, would ruin the podcast. The podcast. I'm willing to take just... the L on the podcast for a W. Yeah. In real life. Yeah, I would love it. And and maybe Colangelo is is playing it smart. Be cut for us as far as we go because a few months ago, like back in May, we would have killed any Nerlens trade. But at this point, now that we've kind of really understand the uh the urgency of the situation we we're, we're probably more open to a neuron straight i mean i'm still gonna kill him but uh we're more open to a bad neuron straight than we would have been yeah but, well, okay remember when we were killing the neurons fatigue trade yeah i still i still i still probably wouldn't do it i don't like but I don't, we don't, I don't, principle i certainly wouldn't do it i don't really like jeff Teague. i don't know i know yeah. he's and, in dawson's then but and there was the whole situation of him just having a year left, and then you would have had to pay him for for another you know four year, uh, four year huge deal. Yeah, paying him up until he's like thirty three, that was not a situation I wanted to be in. I'm glad that trade didn't happen. I was really relieved when he got traded to the Pacers, but yeah, it's uh yeah. So I still want to do that. But my overall approach to a neurons trade, I'm I'm gonna be a lot more relaxed. Yeah. So all right, so that's it, and uh. We'll have an over-under, the second half of our over-under podcast coming out later this week. Yep. All right, bye. I'll talk to you. Talk to you. See you.